I'm ready. We are ready. Super flexible podcast. Shane, did you know that this is episode 100? I thought it was 101. I could have sworn last week with uh, uh, JD it was 100. No? No, we mentioned that um, 100 was going to be coming up, and I was going to try to get two drink on, but then as you listen to that show, I was like, oh, or maybe 100, 100, but this is 100, so... Um, just another day at the office though and lucky enough to have Shane here with me for some dynasty trash trades and and honestly though I mean it, for me it, it unfortunately does feel like that I, I uh, I'm not huge on the celebration shows it's really fun I know they're great monuments I love seeing people hit them I know you've hit uh, those with dynasty trades HQ but um, but I mean thank you for everybody that's like maintained this like listener relationship with us and like become a part of the show but uh other than that i mean yeah i'm i'm ready to do this shane all right me too wow that's uh, that's cool i got to be part of a couple hundreds uh episodes yeah it's pretty fun right i mean it is a it is a, a landmark in in what we do and it is something you should be proud of and uh i'm just kind of a uh, smile and wave like Barry Sanders, hand the ball to the ref and act like you've been there before. So that's what we're exactly. going to do today. Um, I, I did want to ask you, I do have some trash trades as we were talking about, but I wanted to ask you a couple things. And um, so I, I thought of a player for an example, and we're going to kind of go off this David Montgomery situation just a little bit. Um, so I wanted to start with, if you are the Tariq Cohen owner, and I, I don't even know how you feel about him, to be clear. But if you are that owner, are you are you the owner that's happy that you just had somebody go up in value a little bit to the point where you can maybe maybe trade him away for? I don't even want to say necessarily a ton more, but just a little bit more and a, a little bit of an easier trade. Or are you the owner that's excited that you just got? Uh, a more viable piece for a minute. And, and I mean, I know Cohen's been like RB 14 in the past, like he's shown success in the PPR game. So I think that was still going to be there. Um, but, but which side of that are you on? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know how much his value is actually going to go up only because it's not like he's going to pick up a ton of carries. Um, it's just not his role. Um, yep, I agree. Um, but if someone thinks that like, oh, he's going to be the starting running back for the first two to four weeks, well then, you know, take advantage of that. Um, otherwise, I mean, I wasn't really counting on Tariq Cohen to be much more than a flex, uh, if I roster him on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess if someone's willing to pay me more than what a, a flex is worth, then I'll go ahead and do that. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. And I don't know if Cohen's the best example or not, but he's just the one that I could think of, but so assuming there's just a little bit of value bump, even in, in the eye of the beholder that you may find for this deal though, like I find a lot of times I run into that team and and their idea is more like they're excited because they, their Cohen now is going to put points into their lineup, which, which I think is great. Don't get me wrong. Like an opportunity for, to put points into your finest fantasy lineup are great. But then you get to the point where if, if you're depending on Cohen at this point, your team's not looking that great. And you have to, like you said, I mean, how long, how long is that opportunity going to ask or last versus what you could maybe do with him right now, whether he's a throwing in a trade or maybe you just get a, a lesser 
wide receiver that you like or I don't know, maybe Cohen wasn't the best example of that, but I just those little those guys when they do have those quick valid uh, use I, spikes because of perceived opportunity. I got you. I'm always unless it's a foundational piece to my team, I'm always willing to sell anyone that gets a value spike. Um especially one that you know isn't gonna be long lasting. It's not like Tariq Cohen you know, even if David Montgomery were to end up missing the entire year, well, mm-hmm. Tariq Cohen's not going to get 200 right. you know, rushing attempts. That'll never happen. It'll be some weird uh, conglomeration of like, you know, Cordell or Patterson. They'll probably sign De- Devontae Freeman, um, you know, Artavius Pierce, uh, Ryan Nall, if he's still there. It would just be some mix and max, mix and mash. Uh, situation where you know it's not like cohen's going to jump into 200 carries Mm -hmm. if you know it'd be different if 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 it was a i guess a different archetype player that you know could go in there and fill in directly for um uh for cohen so like a kareem hunt situation where if kareem hunt um were to get the opportunity to be the lead back because nick chubb went down right well then you'd have a decision to make it's like well Hunt could be a running back one this year. Yeah. Um, and, so do and I even next year? Right. So do I? Do I? Do I ride that out, or do I flip him because he's probably at the apex of his uh, value at the moment? Right. Hunt is an interesting one. I mean, if that if that actually happened, um, man, I think that's one. Like, because I'm with you on everything you said, but then you bring up Hunt, and he might be this outlier where you're really excited about the opportunity that he now has. And we've all already been talking. Maybe he's a free agent or he is, but maybe he's on a different team in 2021 where he is that lead back. So Hunt's an interesting one, man. But I mean, even that said, like if, if that happens, I mean, the value that you could get for Hunt probably still puts some security into your future on your dynasty teams. So right, I, I think those value spikes are, sometimes when a player is at that ceiling value is it's a good time to move on. So the other side of this now that we're going to stay on the Dave Montgomery situation. It's sounding like what, two to four weeks into the season, probably two. Um, do you like something that I tried to do in a couple leagues and I feel like it could kind of work is to find the David Montgomery owner and see that, see if you can help fill his need in a trade that will take, you can kind of take advantage of that situation as well because maybe you have a running back that you want to sell that you don't like a lot. Maybe you have, um, I don't know, Antonio Gibson or somebody like that that already has a little bit of a value increase and now you go to the person that just lost David Montgomery and maybe it's a way to make an easier trade happen with that David Montgomery that at this point feels a little bit desperate, maybe more desperate than they need to. Um, Do you... Is that something that you would try to do or ever look at? I know you like to trade a lot. Like, do you have any impulses like that where it's not just about like the player that obtained value, but this this team needs a running back now? And you're not a huge running back guy, but maybe maybe if it's a wide receiver and you have lots of wide receivers and you all of a sudden know a player goes down, do you have interest in going to see who may have that need? Yeah, you should always. I mean, any anytime someone goes down in your league, a player goes down in your league, you should be looking to see if you can uh, uh, capitalize on that, uh, reaching out to that owner, seeing if they do have a desperate need now. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know that a lot of owners are going to be like, oh, no, I lost David Montgomery. My season's done. I, I need to fill that position. But mm-hmm. some might, you know, some might go, oh, man. I mean, or that could have just been like the second or third guy that went down for them. You sure. know, that they were maybe counting they, on. Maybe they had Montgomery and Geis. And Damian Williams. Um, yeah. You know, I had Damian Williams and Geis in one league. And, what you know, going three months ago, two months ago, I was like, Hey, I'm in a good spot. And now, you know, say David Montgomery was my last legitimate starter. I'm really in trouble. So yeah, yeah you should even definitely if he's be, your RB too. Yeah. You should definitely be going around and checking the rosters for, for the people in the leagues that own those guys or roster those guys. Um, and seeing if you can get and just, you know, make a profit off of it, capitalize on it. I mean, that's, especially when you're, you're not in a lot of leagues, it's really easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're in say five or six leagues, you should be able to knock that out in, you know, 20 minutes. Um, if you're in a lot of leagues like, uh, me, well, it's probably going to take a little longer, but you can still do it. You just jump on MFL, see, you know, go to the, the, the page that shows you, uh, who rosters that David Montgomery player in all your leagues and then just go send them out some offers if it, uh, if it fits. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. I think a lot of times what we see advocated a lot and are those obvious things like said player is a buy low or this player is now a sell high. And and we kind of leave it at that. But I think that and I think a lot of us do it like obviously it's in your brain, but I don't know if we advocate it or try to get it to some of the other people that might just be looking for that other that little bit of an edge to give you an advantage and it's not necessarily taking advantage of the market in this, but it's taking advantage of the situation. Yeah, definitely. You should always be trying to, to see how current events can help you uh, capitalize in your leagues, especially, you know, some people panic, some people do panic when injuries happen and when they're going to panic is going to be immediately. Um, So do it right then and there. Don't give them time to think about it. Um, don't give them a couple days to go, Oh, you know what? This isn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And right now is an interesting time too, because you and I are in a lot of leagues where, um, most people are pretty active. Um, they're pretty into this like us, but then you do have those owners that are a little bit more seasonal. And so you're starting to see a lot more seasonal questions pop up that you may not agree with as much but you're also starting to see like oh this is how like somebody actually values it this way like this is a to this person even though to me this seems like i want this player way higher than that player but this is a valid question to this person so these are conflicting with people so there are it is a weird time of the market where you could take advantage of it where i'm seeing trades where people don't agree with me but i feel like the other side is trash but they really have these convictions and these feelings about it. So it makes me wonder if, if it's my takeoff or just try to take advantage of the market right now. And those seasonal players coming back into maybe some of your leagues out there. Um, it's honestly a little bit harder for me to find that. I feel like everybody's pretty involved in most of our leagues, but I think that there is that, that in some of your leagues right now. Yeah, definitely. But I do have some trashy trades. Awesome. We we noticed one. Uh, our boy Troy, Voice in Fuego, had one, and this was he was offered Drew Brees for two twenty twenty one firsts. Are we? I mean, in a one quarterback league, right? Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I didn't even notice that part. I just, yeah, uh, that's that's the real egregious part. I mean, why? Why? How many teams is it? Ten. <laughs> that's even worse. Yeah. Like, you know, if it was, say, like a 20 team, no copies, I, I could almost say it because then it's basically, you know, the super flex dude based off scarcity. But that's that's ridiculous. I don't even understand the thought process of sending that offer. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Especially in my head, I I just skimmed over this and didn't even realize. I'm glad that you saw it was one quarterback. I just assumed with the two twenty twenty one. I mean, in a in a one quarterback league, I I don't even have interest in Drew Brees. No, zero. No, no, I mean, I don't I don't even know. You know, he's he's been on that train where we're expecting him to retire for the last four years, and now he actually has a deal in place. I think with NBC or someone. Um, so as soon as he wants to give it up, he's got a gig. And um, I can't, I mean, he's 41 years old. I he can't play forever. He literally can't. And even if he could, he's not Drew Brees from six years ago. He's no. a different Drew Brees. He's not going to put up those video game numbers that he used to. He just he, he doesn't. He's not worth, he's like in that Tariq Cohen area in value, maybe. Like even I, I might prefer Cohen at this point in a one quarterback league with out that much depth to be honest with you. you you should not be that desperate for a quarterback in a one quarterback league to have to give up two like Dobbins and Justin Jefferson but of the 2021 class like but those are the kind like sometimes you don't think of what you just added in the 2020 draft to your teams and if you gave those up I mean 2021 draft is going to be just as crazy yeah you know I mean I, I don't even know. I'm trying to think if there's a quarterback that I would do this for in a 10 team. I can't say it. Even um, I was going to say Lamar Miller, or Patrick Mahomes, like, no. Yeah. Like, it's just too much. Yeah. It's I'm way, with you. way too much. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Even in a, in a one quarterback league, like somebody like Lamar Jackson or, or Mahomes, even that, like what you can add with those firsts is, is crazy. Um, I've got some more trash for you. This one is Sam Darnold. This is a super flex league. Sam Darnold and a 2021 third or Antonio Gibson and a 2021 second. Wait, run that by me again. Sam Darnold and a third or Antonio Gibson and a second. I mean, and this is a super flex. Yes. Yeah, that's... Look, Sam Darnold, that's trying, that's really trying to buy low on Sam Darnold and sell high on Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. And uh, you should have tried words. that. So is that trash? Yeah. I mean, because yeah, you're right, like, there's a buy low and a sell high in there. So maybe maybe there's a mindset, but. Whoo-wee. Yeah, um, that's trash. I'm sorry. Um, even Antonio Gibson at the height of his powers three weeks ago, two weeks ago, is not worth that. Are you buying no, no, into no, no. this Antonio Gibson stuff? Um, I liked him. I liked him as a as a buy before um, you know the Geist stuff happened. Um, his price is a little high for me now because I don't think that he's going to be a starter. And the camp reports are that you know um, that he's not he's not running with the ones. It's still AP, right? And he's not running with the twos. That's Bryce Love. Um, you know, it was kind of we, the dynasty community, put it put our own value on him. We go, oh, this guy's such a weapon. Like Washington definitely has to use him now, and Washington's like, nah, we're still going to do what we were going to do with him before. Like, I'll get some time in the slot, I'll get a couple carries, but he's not going to be 
a 10 to 15 touch guy. He's yeah. just not going to I mean, be on his rookie has year. Been. He, he would get, if he was a 10 fit to 15 touch guy, he would have more touches in his first two games of the NFL than he has his college career. And, right. And, and he has two years with 33 touches out of the backfield. And what is it, Shane? Something like 42 receptions or something in two years yeah. in college? It's like 77 career touches. I mean, so. So yeah. do you think Bryce Love is cut, or do you think that we're all getting a little ahead of ourselves on that as well, or he could he could be that dark horse to actually Bryce be, Love? Uh, yes, be above okay. Antonio Gibson. Yeah, Bryce Love looks like the two right now from all indications. Um, he's the one that runs with the ones when AP takes an old man day off um, from all the camp reports. So Bryce Love's definitely the two there. So look, I, I don't, th- I don't know that he's a long-term solution. I don't think anyone in that backfield right now is the long-term solution, to be honest with you. I agree. Um, those are all guys that I'd be willing to trade right now for a profit. If I got a decent offer, I, I saw Antonio Gibson, some people trading seconds for him. I'll trade a second for Antonio Gibson. Um, yeah. 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 I definitely, I'll take a second back. Same with AP. If someone's willing to give me a third for him, they can have him. Same with Love. If someone's willing to give me a third for him, they can have him. I think that you're right, though. I think that AP is the guy for this year. If, as long as he's healthy, I think that he's the guy for this year. And I don't think the guy for 2021 is there. No, no, can't be. I mean, obviously, AP's with 36 now. Yeah. 36, 37. Yeah. He's up there, man. Yeah, so, and you know he's got utility for this year. It, it's you're not going to know when is the problem because he's probably only going to be useful in the games that they win. Um, who knows when that's going to be? Um, so Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky? Uh, I don't care. I don't Neither. either. But yeah. this trade involves Nick Foles. So Nick Foles with Jamison Crowder. For Haskins and Jeff Thomas. Yes, this is Superflex. All, all of these are Superflex except for Troy's. Thanks a lot, Troy. That's why you're the other Troy. I guess I'm going to take Haskins, although the re- camp reports on him aren't actually great either. But Superflex, he's still, you know, he was a first round draft pick. He's still only in his second year. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Haskins. I mean. So you don't ah. think this is trashy? You have hesitation here. No, I don't think I don't think it's trash trash because I could see if you're really down on Haskins trying to someone trying to sell or someone trying to trade away Crowder is a good piece and Foles Foles, you could talk yourself into a situation where Foles is a starter at some point this year right it's an open competition they haven't named the starter yet so Foles is still alive in it yeah. And I think so no, at I don't some think point that's trash. you see full start, and I think you'll. I think whoever starts in Chicago, um, I've been kind of on the Mitch side of it, but I think you're going to see both of them start at some point. Yeah, that, that, it just has a feeling where there's going to be multiple benchings throughout the year of both guys. So, are you worried about Haskins because of his camp, or are you worried about Alex Smith or Kyle Allen? No, Kyle Allen. We saw what he could do, and it's yeah, not good. He lost his job um, with Will Greer at the end of the season. Yeah. And ha- and uh, Alex Smith is a fun story. I don't I don't think that he is actually going to be able to step on the field and play again. Now I agree. It's a super fun story and um, super easy to get excited about. You're like, you're excited for him and for life. And but I mean, even like the honesty as you see him that picture that we all got really excited about, where he's running around with his kids, which was awesome, and he's really excited where he's wearing the black sleeve. You know, know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You can see how hobbled he is there when he's even just trying to keep up with his kids, like in a water gun fight. And um, I think that doesn't do anything. I mean, he's an awesome person, but when you see him kind of like actually trying to keep up with his kids, like I that's that should be way easier than being on a football field. So I don't know. Hopefully, he's a good mentor and can help a lot. Like it'd be cool to see him play another play in the nfl even just for, yeah. for that sake you know but man it's been I think I was a lot. listening it might have been fantasy pros and I had dr chow on um a couple weeks ago and he was talking about alex smith got like the, you know that drop foot thing um uh, i forget how he described it basically like his foot his it, it, what happened to his leg he's never going to be normal again um as far as a football sense like i'm sure he'll be able to you know live a completely normal life yeah um, but as far as a football sense, I can't see him stepping on the field. I just, I, not starting in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And it's, it's not even worth the risk. I, I don't know. That dude's been through a lot. He almost, he almost died. Yeah. yeah. Um, this, and this, they took out most of his leg. I mean, you yeah. know, everything that was in there. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's a great story and I'm, I'm all about it. It'd be sweet to see him make another play in the NFL, but I don't think he's ever going to be looked on as much more than a mentor to the team and their younger quarterbacks. So still looked like he threw a little bit better than uh Haskins though is the sad part. Yep. Um, this, this next trade is so trashy. I don't even really want to do it, but we'll, we'll wrap up the show with it, I guess. And uh, see if you have anything to add, but this is, this is James White. And Dawson Knox, the one and only Dawson Knox, for Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> Man, talk about trying to capitalize on the market. I mean, that's a trade-off for you should have sent out last year. You know what I mean? When Juju was in the Maybe. midst of his terrible year. Yeah, you should have sent that out right after Dawson Knox had the, the Vance yeah, McDonald yeah. stiff arm. You don't do that in, you know, in the offseason when we're all talking about Juju's going to bounce back with um, – you know, bounce back with Big Ben back, and we've had time to rationally think about why Juju had a bad year. You do that in season when Juju's having that bad season, and you're being all hyperbolic about it, like, "Oh, well, maybe he was, uh, maybe he was overrated." I don't it, know if know. I would have done this trade before Juju broke out his rookie season. <sighs> yeah, no, I maybe then, <laughs> maybe then, maybe before may his rookie year, his rookie year. You know, when Maybe. people were like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to hit because he had a like one bad year in college when he was, you know, 16. Yeah. That's a pretty bad offer. But this, um, is, like, again, this is like, just don't do these kind of offers. But that's one of those, like, did you forget stuff? Like, there, you definitely <laughs> forget to add something here, right? Like, that's like, you, you don't even want to be a dick. Like, hey, jerk off. You know what I mean? But you definitely want to. You missed a button when, before yeah. you, like, hit that one more box. Like, who's the other player you yeah. were going to offer me? You definitely DM this guy, like, hey, um, who did you leave off? Because I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah. I don't know. These are the kind of offers that just kind of, they do confuse me. Um, it's it's an easy reject, and then you just kind of walk away. There's nothing we can do with this. There's there's no counter that you deserve. No, I'm not interested. Um, nah, I forget who this one was from. This might have been from Fenero. Might have got this offer for his juju. That's if terrible. I'm wrong, I apologize, Fenero. But yeah, just an awful, awful offer. 
yeah, that hurts your feelings getting an offer like that. You, you, you basically think like, what did I do to this person? That might be like one of those where it's like starting a conversation. Like maybe they're mad at you. Maybe this is their way of telling you because they're passive aggressive. Maybe you need to call them. Maybe you haven't called them in a while. Was yeah. it your mom? It was probably <laughs> someone's mom. It was probably someone's mom like, oh, you haven't called me in a month. Like you're a bad son. So I'm going to send this terrible offer. Yeah, you call your I mom you and you're like, it. I'm sorry, mom. I love you. I'll call more often. <laughs> and then she cancels the offer. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody you're trying to buy right now? Anybody you're trying to sell? Um, I've been on a Tyler Lockett kick. Um, DJ Moore ADP is um, just bananas right now. And I love DJ Moore um, and have for some time, but uh he was currently the wide receiver four in August ADP for DLF. Like that's just insane to me. Like I, like I said, I love the guy. I think he, he could end up being a, a, a top six wide receiver on a consistent basis. But if I'm drafting somebody at wide receiver four, they need to be someone that I can tell myself can be a wide receiver one, the wide receiver one, not a, but the right, wide receiver right. one once or twice in that, that span. And, um, can he get there? I guess it's just that too much has to go his way for it. Yeah. Um, he's never going to be a high touchdown producer. I don't believe just based off of what we've seen and his style of play and how they use him. And Christian McCaffrey, um, new quarterback. Yeah. yeah so and look, I love more. I still think he's going to be a perennial top 12 wide receiver. It's just, like I said, at that wide receiver, wide receiver four price tag is someone that I want that I think I can tell myself, hey, he's going to be at least the wide receiver one once during the next couple of years, you know, like Michael Thomas or Devontae Adams. Have you moved him in any leagues? I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Um, I've moved a little uh, Miles Sanders where I'm trying to pivot a little bit where I can get a guy like J.K. Dobbins mm. and a second round pick for Miles Sanders. That's something that I'm looking to do. Because I think Dobbins will be. Did you do that? Like I, I yeah. love that example. Like, and that's one I've even thought about. Did that work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that 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 did work. Um, and I, I like you know, it. I've kicked like out a, a couple offers in other leagues, and I'm still looking to sell high or trade uh, at, at his peak uh, CEH if I can. Um, same thing though. Whereas, like, I'm trying to get a high end running back back, someone like JT plus, mm-hmm. um, because to me they're going to kind of all be in the same tier. Um, but you know, that, that's that's what I'm looking to do. Not specific players, really, more situations um, based on if I think I can tear down or even get him within the same tier and get something a little extra back. I like the Dobbins one. I think I might try. I have a couple of Miles Sanders shares still, and I think I might try that in both of them just to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, Dobbins is a guy that his value is only going to increase, really. I mean, you know, you're taking, obviously, you're taking the risk. Um, I'm sorry, you're, you're taking the risk that he busts, but you take the risk of any player doing that, really. Yeah. Yeah, th- there's always risk, you know, and even, and that's something I mentioned with Two Drink a couple weeks back. Like sometimes, you you bank on moving a player because their value is going to increase at this point, and it's all just a perception that we have. And then there's also the risk of that player getting hurt week one, and then you're it's all shot for you. Your plans just go away. Like to me, sometimes if you feel like somebody's value is at an appropriate price to sell right now, 
you just try to do it right now. If if you're looking to eventually move on from a player like Miles Sanders, this you, there's still a good opportunity to do it today, and you don't need to wait for anything. But that's me. Yep, I got you. Um, yeah. Thanks oh, a lot. Happy one hundred. Happy one hundred. Oh, I was books. part of so many of these episodes. All four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you you've been on more than that. We'd, I'd have to look back. I'd say that you are. I bet you've been on this feed at least. I'm gonna say seven to eight times, including like mocks and everything. I think you're right. Well, congratulations to you and two drinks. One day he will. Um, you know, one day he'll. He'll actually join us on this set, the, the, these special Trash Dynasty trade episodes. And yeah, we didn't even barely we'll talk about on. trash trades. We talked we talked strategy today, see? A uh, little two bit. Drinks. Oh, if I you think we're just making fun of to, things. Yeah, find a way to send some yeah. trash trades and maybe have them not look as bad. Yeah, that's not all it is. We do more stuff. Come on in. We will get him on. He's a little tied up. He'll be back. Tell him well, all those great things you're doing. Trash oh, Trades um, HQ. Yeah. Dynasty Trades HQ and uh, Manic and Chill, and then uh, this podcast. Yeah, I'm keeping it simple. I'm just keeping it to the three things. I'm writing. writing We're writing obviously. here and there. Yeah, writing. Yeah. I am Swagzilla Zero G. This is Super Flexible Podcast. We're leaving the show now. Yeah. Goodbye, show. See you next month. <laughs> <laughs> You need to come on more. Uh, my life is so hectic, you know what I mean? I got all these 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 big things to do, like uh, lay on my sofa and watch uh, movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw you, mes- you mentioned uh, you had like hot dogs and macaroni and cheese like your first three to five days on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a quarter of my uh, first 12 nights alone um, was me eating macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. Um, I got to stop that. Living it up.